This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Are we starting? Yes. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. I just realized I left my coffee in the other side of the room. I'll have to go and rectify that in a minute. (laughs) Hello, guys. Welcome. What is wrong with this music? Every week it is terrible. What is going on with this? Marka Falalalalo. I'll get in there and fix it. Don't worry, Stephen. Yeah, Don't worry. You it. just run. You run that any desk, and I'll get in there. Okay. Sounds good to me. It's running. Okay. It's always running. You know, it's running. It's always running. You get access to everything in my life. Isn't that what what we do here? Isn't that why we do this? Yeah. This is every week. <laughs> Sean <laughs> Priest is here. Hello, Sean. Hello. You two seem very excited today. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know why Mark's excited. It's nice. It's nice to catch up with Mark. Actually, it's been a while. Um, you yeah. know, it has been a bit of a while. He to be honest, us, he did. He, go- he ghosted me. He ghosted yeah. me yesterday. I was trying to get hold of him yesterday. I didn't ghost you. I was busy. I was ghosted. I was ghosted, well, Sean. Too busy for us. You know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, no, that's uh, fine. That's fine, Mark. As long as we know where your priorities lie, we're good. God dang it, people, man. <laughs> so uh, this week. It's a special, special episode. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, it's a special double episode, right? Because so somebody decided on the team <laughs> that mm. we should we should ask AMI if they'd give us two hours this week, right? I don't know who it was, but somebody okay, suggested. Okay, hang on, hang on, quick. Can we just clarify here, okay? Worldwide Developers Conference, big Apple news, always is. Lots mm-hmm. of fun stuff coming out of it. We figured there'd be so much to talk about. Let's do it, and let's let's not try to squeeze this into an hour. Let's do this for two hours. We can do this. We're professional broadcasters here. Hmm. We can talk for two hours about all the big announcements and all the hardware that came. Wait a second. No hardware? Yeah, that was the thing, right? I, I was kind of waiting for hardware. hardware. <laughs> but why, no hardware. Were you, why were you surprised? It's a developer's conference. Hardware is a... It, it doesn't happen. It's a rare occurrence. Because other people on other podcasts said there would be. Liars, sir. Liars. <laughs> there was no hardware. Listen, uh, I, I base everything off of, um, you know, people who say they know things, and it turns out they don't. <laughs> I dare they. So we, get en- we end up with absolutely nothing as a result. So, yeah, we well, okay, we got lots of software. And, in fact, there is a lot to talk about. I'm just not entirely sure about two hours of it. So, look, I have to say this as a disclaimer up top. Well, I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to say. Uh, right, so this hour of the show is on AMI audio and will be repeated at various points uh, through the, uh, as it always does, uh, get repeated through the course of the week. Um, but there will be a special second episode, which will only be, you'll only be able to hear it if you're listening right now at the usual slot of Thursday night, 8pm Eastern. The second hour will follow on. Otherwise, you'll have to catch the repeat on the podcast. Did I get that right? Uh, th- that sounds exactly it. It's a, basically a podcast exclusive, unless you're listening to it live. It's not really a second show as much as it's the continuation of this show. Yeah, so right, yeah. if you're wondering why we didn't talk about that great feature or this great utility or all that fun stuff, or if you just want to hear us uh, talk really slowly, <laughs> <laughs> you can head it over to the podcast. And it's like, you know I, what? I it's like we're in way. high school. Yeah. It's like we're in high school and you got to submit the paper that has to be six pages, but you only write a page words. and you make the large print. I used to do that all the time. I mean, I'm I, did sure it. It. I had to do it, right? But I only had to do it on the computer. They would always say, you have to send in Helvetica 12. And I was like, yeah, but that would fit over six pages. We'll make it Helvetica 24. That'll work. Um, yeah, they won't notice. They'll no, have no clue. What do they know? Um, uh. But we are going to be joined in the second hour by a special guest. Shelley Brisbane oh. is going to join us. Uh, Shelley's been Good on the show Shelley. before. And, yeah, we like uh, Shelley. Yeah, she's brilliant. And she is, she's uh, written books around iOS. Uh, her book, iOS Access for All, is a fantastic book, and it goes into all the detail of all the accessibility features that exist on uh, the well, in particular on the iPhone. But I know she's looking at the iPad now, and, of course, there's macOS we can talk about as well. So she's going to be joining us for a bit more of a deep dive into the features, probably bringing some sense to the show, guys, if I'm truly honest. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, with Shelley, the second hour of the show. But, um, okay, first off, I'm going to go grab a coffee. 
Because it's over there. <laughs> it's, just, it's just over there. He's going to leave us right away. He's going to leave you right away. He's going to leave us. Can you take, a, take about 10 minutes to go and get uh, it? Yeah, well, that's mine. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll be back when Shelley gets here, okay? Is Amazon going to be here at the door while we're at, at the same time? More than likely. Oh, I did hear something get shoved through the door. So Oof. I think we, I think whatever. It's my wife, right? My wife is just. She got shoved through the door. <laughs> through my wife the door. shoved through the door. She's, she's lost so much. Doesn't weight. she have a key? Um, no, do you know what it is? She's. Um, or the code. Here's the funniest thing, right? I get this thing through now. I'm showing this on video because we're doing this on Zoom. So I'm showing this to uh, Mark at the minute. Um, this is Joe Junk Rubbish Removal. It's a flyer. Um, <laughs> hang on, it says, Sorry, uh, are we being sponsored? This same day service <laughs> available. Brought to you by Joe Junk Rubbish Removal. Same day right. rubbish removal. I can't really read the rest because you're shaking a bit here. But uh, oh, that's uh, yeah. thanks. I bring that. Call up, us yeah. now. Oh seven eight five zero eight sixty three. But that's the thing. It's right? not Andy Frank's phone number. Like, come no. on, it's Joe Junk. <laughs> junk but this is what a perfect time for this to come through because we have got so many boxes and rubbish uh, you know we're just i'm just about to do my my ami live segment with dave and you know i'm thinking this place is an absolute dump so i've put everything in the hall obviously it's only boxes cardboard boxes that's not rubbish you're well, supposed to cut those down you're supposed to tape yeah. them together and just throw them in the garbage in the recycling yeah, I know, but that involves all those things. That's the problem, you see. So oh, Joe, Joe Junk's going to do environment. Joe Junk's the guy. I'm getting Joe Junk around. We, oh, we, have, right. a, we have a service in Canada and the U.S. called uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And uh, I, u- I use them a couple times, and their prices just keep getting more and more expensive. And what they do is they come over with an empty bin, and they basically they look at your junk, and they say, okay, well, it's, this is going to take up a quarter of a bin, so it's going to cost you this much. Mm. And every single time they've come over, oh, this is going to take a full, full, a full bin. They fill up the truck. Clearly, it's not full. They still charge me $700 for it. And then <gasps> they go to that? someone else's house. How big is that bin? Not big. By the way, I, I love it that you're using the word bin. Well done, sir. I know you're, you're learning. You're learning all the lingo of Queen's the UK. English. Yeah, exactly. Come um, on, Sean. <laughs> it's a skip, isn't it? Isn't that what you mean? A well, skip. Well, that's, that's what we we call it a skip. You'd probably call it. Well, a they'd skib? call it. A, they'd call it no a skip. Skip. I love that we we what teach you new language every week. Um, okay, hang on a second. I feel like we need a jingle and an intro for this segment. I know. It's like teach Mark English. Teaching Mark proper English. <laughs> Teach you, Mark, proper English. You Today know, proper. on the show, we're going to be learning about a skip. <laughs> what is Queen's a skip? Accent. I'm going to have to get my Android phone out at this uh... rate. Um, okay. <laughs> Apple. Can we talk about event. technology, please? Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. I, was, I was getting... Well, I was going to wow. say, I'm going to, I'm going to go get oh. this coffee, but I was wanting to ask you guys first, while I'm doing that, tell me what your thoughts were on the WWDC event. What was your highlight? There's got to be something. I think it all needs to be thrown into a skip. Well done. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. I used a new word. I've got my new word. You know what? I was sat through the entire event, and as I often am, and I was a little bit bored. I'll be honest with you. I yeah. get so excited beforehand, and but this one seemed to drag a little bit. But with every WWDC, it's afterwards, right? It's almost like they, they hide stuff away. It's when you start digging into the new features, you think, ooh, actually, that is really cool. It's almost like they just give you the you know the, the, the very least amount of detail to it. Um, but, yeah, it, actually, I wasn't impressed by the event. I will say that. I did get a little bit bored. I thought it dragged on. But um, the actual features, pretty cool. I think they, um, you know, the, what they do is they, they try to highlight what they think developers are going to be most interested in in this keynote, and they don't necessarily, I think they need to realize at some point that it's actually not really full of developers that are actually attending this. It's really mo- mostly mainstream consumers yeah, that's right. that are interested to see what's going on at Apple, and they might need to cater it that way. I guess when you have a room full of people, you know, when there's 3,000 people you know, present and you're just really doing it for them, but you happen to be televising it, it's something different. You can kind of almost explain that. But here, you know the world is going to be you know, watching what's going on. So maybe focus in on some of those features, because I agree with you, Sean, there was a lot... After the fact, uh, I know Stephen and I had an accessibility briefing yesterday. Um, uh, so much that wasn't mentioned. Oh, tons. I mean, so much to talk about on that front. Um, but I, I thought this hour we'd maybe kind of focus in on on the kind of mainstream announcements and what 
what has come out, what we do know. I, I want to start with the iPad because I'll be honest, I thought that for me going into this, it was all about the iPad. I thought if it's just a software event, what I want to learn about is how the new iPad Pro software, the new iOS uh, or iPad, iPad OS 15 is going to be making the device more productive. And they've they've added um, widgets on the home screen. Uh, they've added um, a couple of new tab options in Safari grouping tabs. Uh, is, is that it? Really? Is is that what I'm getting from I, it? it was, the it iPad was is just basically disgrace. just an iPad the, again. Listen, there there were some some things that were interest, interesting to me were some of the enhancements in the multitasking uh, point of view. Which, um, you know, to me, it's kind of fun because you can, you know, group apps together. You can multitask a bit better. They have a new multitasking kind of control panel at the top of the windows, uh, which really are all surround just kind of showing two apps at the same time yeah. on the iPad. Do you so use it's that? really, um, do I use that? So I just got the 12.9 inch iPad Pro, and I think I will use that more because the the side by side split view is almost like having two 10 inch iPads next to each other so i think i will start using yeah. that a bit better more better than the surface duo then better than the, yes better than the surface duo because yeah. you have more screen real estate and honestly the operating system is is far better yeah. i mean if you, i got to say one thing you know apple when they split the operating system into ios and ipad os was a brilliant move because the tablet really is no longer the same form factor as the phone it really is coming into its own and you've got to customize things for it so you can't really even compare this with the surface duo because surface duo is just running android yeah that's right that's right and it's it's got a long way to go i think to certainly compete with the ipad um and and that's the thing i was i just i was expecting a bit more but again it's like you said Sean you know a lot of the announcements a lot of the features came out later and it was interesting to me because i did download ipadOS 15 onto my ipad pro the 12.9 the new one yeah mistake and that was it was a bit of a mistake yeah. actually because i'll tell you this if you have one the of these and you use voiceover don't do it it's an absolute car crash at the moment. But it's a developer beta, right? That's If you have one of these and you don't use voiceover, it's a car crash at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Well, I can't, <laughs> e I can't even enter an address into Safari. Exactly. That's... How bad is Safari? <laughs> it's terrible at the moment. You know As what? you said, it's allowed to be. This is a developer. So yeah, we won't trash right. him for that. Yeah, but... I think they yes. should maybe call this an alpha. I don't know necessarily how much yeah. of a beta you should call it. But here's, here's the fun thing. You know what? Put it, if you want to test it out, put it on a device that you're not using, maybe an older iPhone or maybe an older iPad, because it is compatible pretty far back in terms of the devices that it works with. iPhone At... 6S. We'll yeah, that's a surprise. Wow. Yeah. Even, the old, yeah, even the original SE. That's yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, so, you know, if you want to test it out, don't use it on your main your main device. No. Uh, definitely, because there's going to be bugs. But here's the thing. They tend to release updates for this pretty quickly now. Like, we're talking almost weekly uh, as we lead up towards kind of that fall release. If not weekly, then it's every two weeks. But they tend to have some pretty significant boosts in, in that period of time. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that aren't there at the moment. For example, um, Universal Control. Uh, doesn't seem to be available yet, which is the one I was really interested in. So this is where you can use the same keyboard and mouse over multiple devices. So if you've got an iMac and you've got a MacBook Air and you've got an iPad Pro, you can use the same keyboard and mouse to travel across. Um, I, I, have, I have got the Logitech MX Keys um, keyboard and I've got the MX Master 3 mouse and they do the same. They use this Unity mode. I think they call it Unity Flow or something like that. And you can go between different devices. You can even go between Macs and PCs with it. The only downside to the, the Logitech one is that you have to use the mouse all the time. If you're a keyboard user, how will that work? Now, I did put that question to uh, Sarah Herlinger at Apple yesterday at our briefing, and um, it was one of those, <clears throat> we'll get back to you. Uh, so I don't know the answer to that one yet, but I, I, I can't imagine Apple will not have considered keyboard access for people who want to use that to go between the devices because the idea of just using the same keyboard across my iPad and then across to my Mac, maybe even between my MacBook and my iPad, just sounds brilliant. It's clearly capable of doing it. Now, does this use, do we know how this works? Does it use that U1 chip? Because I'm trying to figure out in my situation, in my configuration, I know a lot of people have, might have a similar situation where your computer is not necessarily physically near you, right? Mm. So my, my Mac Pro is in a, in a room adjacent to the wall here. So how does it know what's to the left, what's to the right? Like, I think this is more of a iMac iPad or, or you know, iPhone or an iMac, I don't know, iPad. Yeah, it has to be physically MacBook. present, yeah. Like, yeah. you want them, you want the physically physical computers in front of you to figure out what's what. 
Because in the demo, they moved the mouse to the left of the screen, I think it was, and then it appeared on the right side of the iPad, so it knew where the iPad was, right? It wasn't yeah. sort of throwing it over the other side. Well, there's a funny little icon on the iPad when it's detected. And it's, as in an article I read, I think it was on The Verge, that it says it doesn't use that ultra-wide band. It just simply uses Bluetooth. And it's those technologies that oh, really? have been there for a long time. You know, we, we've had the sidecar where you could use an iPad as an, uh, an yeah, extra right, yeah. display. But you still uh, have to tell it where it is. Uh, well, inside, yes. Yeah, in sidecar, right. you guys position it still, mm-hmm. right? Whereas this one seems to know seems what side of the computer here on, like what things are in. It's, yeah, so like you move left to right and it knows what's in front of you left to right. That's yeah. pretty. If that uses Bluetooth, then they're taking advantage of Bluetooth in a way that people don't normally use it. Yeah. But as, as far as I know, that's how it detects it. And it's using that handoff technology that, that you know, it's been around for years as well. So it's sort of just a new way to use those existing technologies. But that is the one thing I'm, I'm not sure about which side. So on, I mean, on the iPad front, there's a lot to talk about, obviously. There's a lot going on there. Um, you know, and, and we'll get into all that because I think, you know, the, the iPad for me was the one I was really most interested in. I mean, things like Quick Note as well. You can now swipe up from the bottom of the screen and a, and a Quick Note will appear. I think a lot of people are going to love that. There is a keyboard command for that, which is brilliant. So here's the question, Mark. You've got the magic keyboard uh, for the iPad. Actually, you've got the Logitech one, haven't you? Um, uh, yeah. So there's a key on the keyboard, on the bottom left of the keyboard, you've got control, you've got the option, you've got command. But before all that, to the immediate left of all of those, there's another key, which would be the function key, I guess, on a Mac. I've got a magic keyboard here, actually. Yeah, so that would be the function key, I guess. Um, but it's not. it doesn't seem to be a function key on this one. It's some kind of other key. I want to say um, an emoji key, but I don't know if that's what you would call it. You know what? I don't have it in front of me, so I can't tell you right away. I'm trying to pull up a picture of it because... Um... Hold it up to the camera, Stephen. No, but he doesn't. He doesn't have the Logitech case, do you? No, I don't. I've got the the the, the magic keyboard has this key. It's like it seems to bring up emojis. That's what it does. But that's the key. That's the shortcut key, and the letter Q, and that will give you quick notes. So if you if you were wanting to play around with it, that's how you do it. Um, Cool. Okay, so on on the Logitech, it's actually it's a home button. Was that what they call it? Yeah, that's what that's what I would use it for. It brings you Ah. back to the home screen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the difference with the Logitech, which I do like, is that you've got a function row for a start. You don't have that yeah. on this. Um, but anyway, yeah, that aside, yeah, widgets are coming to iPadOS, um, app library, who cares? More multitasking. I will say this, though, playing around with the beta, I can tell you off the bat, guys, that there's a lot more keyboard access. Um, when you hold down your command key when you're on an iPad, it will bring up the commands relevant to whatever app you're in. So if you're on the home screen, it will give you those keyboard shortcuts and you can actually go through them individually. Only on the iPad you can do that, uh, which is pretty cool. So that's uh, well worth checking out if you were uh, downloading it. But certainly I I would strongly urge you not to go and download this if uh, (laughs) you you don't have a spare iPad to play with uh, in case it all goes horribly wrong, which it will with voiceover, I guarantee you. Uh, Stick around, we're going to talk about uh, iOS 15, getting a lot of updates, and a huge update for audio as well. Uh, We're going to talk about that. It was all about audio, actually, and Apple are really making a move into this arena. So um, really excited to talk about that. Stick around, it's Double Tap Canada. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. It is. And this week we're actually proving it by talking about technology. <gasps> also, I've got to say, I got rid of that iRig thing, guys. You know that iRig keys thing, whatever it was, that I was using to, to kind of Pads. fade the music? That's terrible. Oh, it was just terrible. Got rid of that. Uh, got well, you rid. S- you say well, you got rid of it. You're sending it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say you you know, thrown it away, I well, it's rubbish. Exactly. I mean, I'm not putting. Joe Junk's not getting that, right? I mean, put it that way. It's uh, Sean's shed that's getting oh, it. Um, I was worried. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sean's got, skip. It's got to stay in the family, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're all about. Uh, we're all about uh, recycling over here. Um, 
So yeah, including you know what? Jokes, I take it back. I'm not worried about trying to fill two hours with talk about uh, WWDC because we'll only get about five minutes of WWDC <laughs> talk in here between just yelling it. at each other for stuff. So, no, no. I want to go back to it, right? I want to go back to the iPad because you mentioned what was your highlight. The iPad for me was the low point. For those of you oh, really? that bought the M1, right, the the iPad Pro 12.9, mm. uh, or the iPad 2021, whatever it is, don't you feel slightly, I don't know, ripped off? Ripped I mean, off, because yeah. uh, what was what was the point of that? The whole point was, what are we going to see? What are they going to do with this M1 chip? Why have they moved over, right? And yet, I was expecting to see something like, okay, here's Final Cut running on the iPad Pro. Here's whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was none of that. I mean, widgets. Honestly, I thought widgets, you could already do that on the iPad. I mean, that's nothing. And they, I think they opened with the widgets. The the app library, basically that's the Android app drawer down in the dock. The app library is useless, right? So I think it was a real letdown. Uh, now, obviously, Apple are always working years ahead. But still, I was expecting to see more use of that M1 chip. And there was nothing. Multitasking. That's not going to stretch it at all. It was terrible. Well, I I can't disagree with you on that because, you know, I was looking for so much more, as I said earlier. I was really hoping that the iPad was going to get a bit more productivity function to it. I mean, they talked about things like um, FaceTime, you know, which kind of went between iOS and and, um, iPadOS. FaceTime's getting a lot of updates. Um, What was the other thing that I, I read about the... Oh yeah, the the notes app I mentioned earlier about QuickNote, but you know now they're trying to make notes a bit more collaborative. So they're trying to kill off Teams, I guess, with that. Yep. Um, FaceTime uh, with the updates there, they're trying to kill off Zoom. Um, space which is a killing spree basically uh, for a lot of wonderful apps. Frankly, I mean, and, and, and this is kind of the way Apple does things sometimes, right? But yeah, I mean, qu- I mean notes for example, that was quite interesting. So you can now add mentions in there. So, fun enough, Mark and I tried this recently. We, we kind of had this. Well, I think I had the brainwave, actually. I'll, I'll see. Mark had it just to be nice, but I had it. Um, let's just use notes for collaboration, right? Because it's so much yeah. easier. But the thing was, I didn't realize you could share folders. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea you could do that. So you I could figured share that out by mistake, by the way. <laughs> well, it's brilliant because you could put a whole bunch of notes in. And, and yeah, so at that point, we, we started writing season four of our TV show, didn't we? Um, just at that moment. But it was brilliant. And, you know, you could do that. But now there's like mentions in there. So I could say, Sean, you might want to take a look at this and you'll get a note and you'll ignore it as usual. Ignore it, yeah. Um, you can add tags so you can more easily find things. A bit like the tag cloud they used to have in Finder. I know you still do. Some people use that on the Mac side. Um so they're trying to go down that route, multitasking again, making it more accessible. And that's the thing. All of these features are accessible, which is brilliant. That's the key for us, is that everything's going to be accessible. Um, although not at the moment on the beta, because the beta's terrible. Um, <laughs> but the point is, look, that's just software improvements, right? That's, that's right, all, yeah. That's all cool. It's but... not really taking advantage of the M1 chip is the point, Exactly right. right. For for anyone that upgraded from the, the, the iPad Pro previous to the M1 yeah, version. Mark and I, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, what is the point? Because even the, the performance on that chip is fantastic. You're not feeling like you're missing out on power. No. So I just I just think they missed a trick here. Yeah, I do too. Uh, let's talk about iOS because there was a lot in there. And I mentioned earlier about the whole focus on audio. There really was a focus on audio in a lot of different ways. Uh, so if you've got the AirPods Pro, for example, or you've got the AirPods Max, uh, you're going to get some nice new features. I mean, they did. I think they did they pre-announce lossless audio. Um, oh, yes. That was before WWDC, wasn't it, that that came out? Because you yes, had well, lossless audio and Dolby Atmos for Apple TV as well. That was in 14.6 in that yeah. update. So they laid the, the groundwork for it there, yeah. Uh, but they've kind of gone further with that. So the, the, the whole thing is now that, you know, they've, they've gone with spatial audio as well, um, which spatial audio now for music. Now, I have to say, spatial audio, I think, is is entirely the wrong phrase to use or the wrong description of what spatial audio is on Apple TV because I don't think that's what spatial audio is or at least it's not what my impression of spatial audio is. On Apple Music, they've now launched it where you can listen to music and they give examples like Marvin Gaye, um, songs by The Weeknd, and they're really showing showing how you can get that sound, that height from the audio. It's quite incredible. I don't know if either of you have tried it. I know you probably have. Well, so here's the thing. Do you need AirPods to experience it? Uh, So you need AirPods Pro, AirPods Max, or certain Beats 
headphones. I, I did try it with, actually, because when I was listening to the spatial audio feature, this is how ridiculous I am, I was listening to them on a Jabra 65 Elite, I think it was, the, the headset, okay. you know. And I was thinking, this sounds really good. And then it's, it says at the very end of the video, Zane Lowe says at the end of it, oh, yeah, and you have to have these headphones, otherwise you won't be able to experience it. And I'm thinking... Oh, okay. So I haven't experienced it then. Uh, then I've tried it with AirPods Max, and yeah, wow, what a difference, right? Um, well, so the reason I mean, the, for that? Why so do spe- you need to be uh, Apple headphones? I'm guessing there's some kind of algorithms or their software. Yeah, there's yeah. the hardware inside the the AirPods that are doing so, it. So really, spatial audio is really just surround sound. I mean, in essence, yes, it is. It is. I mean, it's allowing it's allowing um, creators to be able to expand the field. So you could have an instrument over there or something up top or something to the right. I mean, that is what spatial audio would would suggest to me. The thing is about Apple TV and watching TV shows with spatial audio is to me, it doesn't do any of that. I don't get that experience. What I get instead is the ability to know where my iPad is at all times. Because if I move it to the left, it goes to the left, the audio moves to the left. It's not spatial audio, it's spatial awareness. I, I totally agree. I am so confused by this. Now, obviously, I haven't got any, um, I haven't got the AirPods, so I, I don't know. I can't try this out. But that's exactly what I think when they say spatial audio. It's just audio that's locked to that device. And when you move it, it moves in yeah. virtual space or in, in audio. I, I, I just don't see the point of that at all when you're watching a movie or something. So, yeah, there is a difference there. And I, I just, it confuses me. I, I'm the same. I, I'm, I'm uh, you know what? Again, I my wife has AirPods, so I did listen to it, and I do understand it. Um, but to me, it's just another way of saying five point one surround or seven point one surround. Yeah. Oh, it is. I mean, it absolutely is. I mean, and and really, what they've done is they've trying they're trying to be nice because at the moment there's another war starting, right? So we had the the we had the HDD uh, HD DVD versus Blu-ray, and we had VHS and Beta Max, and you know we've had all these different fights over the years, which format will win out? And Sony are at it again because remember the days of the Super Audio CD uh, that which kind of came and went, uh, and then you had all these other formats trying to bring out high res audio. Um, Sony are doing it again with this 360 audio, and now you're getting it with Apple with spatial audio. Who will win? I would guess Apple, if I'm honest. Only because they've got the infrastructure. You can get the hardware. Some people, most of us, already have the hardware, so we don't have to invest any money in this. You don't even have to pay extra for the lossless audio or the spatial audio music. So everything's available to you. You can just go off and and do it. So I think Apple will definitely win this fight, um, rightly or wrongly. But they've got the catalogue. They can just go off and do it. Um, And I think it's an interesting development in music. I don't know if I need it. I don't know if it's something I I necessarily want. Some people are saying, you know, if you take an old Beatles track and you then add all this spatial audio feature to it and you really extrapolate out from the master the the audio, what you realise is how messy that audio really is. You know, it's, it's actually, you know, what you're hearing in the studio at the time because if you're able to really hear a John Lennon vocal, you're going to hear every other sound that's going on around about him. Um, There was a Marvin Gaye track, I think it was the What's Going On that I listened to, and I thought, this just, it sounds really messy in there. Um, I didn't not like it, but I just... You wanted to tidy up. I was like, you know, guys, could you shut up while while he's doing this? You know, it's like, is is somebody having a conversation on the phone over there? What's going on? Um, Yeah, but everyone's looking for that, aren't they? They're looking for that. How clean do you want it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry, I'm just not convinced that this can only work on Apple hardware, on headphones. I'm not... Surely, well, it works on in... Beats. I mean, which I know is obviously owned now by Apple, but it works on Beats as well. I think basically. But how far back? How far back does it work? You know, does it work on my original Beats yeah, well, wireless? Well, like what's, the, what's the chip that's in there just now? What's this chip that's inside the AirPods Max? What's it called? Is it the H one? H one or A one? W one watch, isn't it? I can't, I can't remember, remember, but it need, I think it needs that in it. It needs that power in it. It's computational, right? It's not. It's not being mm. done solely on device. I don't think. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, it's an interesting idea. But anyway, yeah, the, the focus on audio is, is, and spatial audio in particular, has been expanded to other areas. So two things that really stood out. FaceTime is now offering spatial audio on group calls. Now, I don't know if either of you have ever done a group call. I haven't. I think I did one once with you, Sean, way back at the start, and it didn't really work very well. Um, no, I've never got it to work very well, FaceTime. So I'm hoping the the group calls, I'm hoping that's been improved because it's been a nightmare forever. But this this is now going to be, I don't know how this even works, but the idea is that you'll be able to 
hear people around you. So if someone's on, someone can be on the left or someone can be on the right, I don't know if you personally manipulate that or whether it's decided by the phone. I don't know how it works. Very interested to try it. But it's, it's a bit like when you download a beta, it's a bit like having the first phone. You know, it's like, oh, look at all this wonderful stuff. <laughs> Who can I test it with? Nobody. Oh, okay. And we did try the, the FaceTime thing where you can now you can send a link to somebody on FaceTime. So you, again, this is what I was saying earlier. You can, you know, FaceTime's kind of moving into the realm of trying to do what uh, Zoom does, where you can schedule Bye-bye, a FaceTime Zoom. call. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. If it, Thank you very much, but you're not needed anymore. Yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, a lot of people right now are getting their renewal notices for their Zoom contract for the year, and they're kind of wondering, is it worth it? You know, if if it's going to be built in, especially if you're an iPhone user, especially if you can now schedule. Uh, a call, and and not only that, you can schedule calls and send that to someone who's on a Windows PC, an Android user, and they'll connect via a browser. Which Amazing, is very the, interesting. The biggest news of WWDC for me: the fact that now they're allowing Windows and Android people to interact with FaceTime calls through the browser. And we did try that out; totally accessible. I used a, uh, the Edge browser on Windows Ten. Uh, added the link and uh, it's beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Right? I love that browser. It, it starts up and you enter your name. You know uh, you want to be known as in the call, Bob. and that was it. Yeah, perfect. And all the all yeah, the buttons on. on there were accessible. Yeah, the buttons. Yeah, but okay, that was all great. But here it comes. Yeah, what was the problem with the call, Sean? This feature is not available. <laughs> it doesn't work yeah, yet. Well, I know. Yeah, but I'm saying the groundwork's there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, absolutely. Let's mess it up. And, and you know, in terms of the... I mean, we'll come back to the audio in a sec, but on FaceTime, they're doing other things, like they, they now do grid view on groups. So instead of having, I think it's like floating heads, essentially, um, when someone speaks... We used to have a game show in the UK that did this, which um, <laughs> I vaguely remember, uh, where when someone spoke, they would kind of drift into view, and then the next person would speak, and then they would drift into view. Uh, that can be a bit weird. Uh, you can now turn that off. FaceTime group calls can be in grid view. So you see just a bunch of boxes, just like Zoom. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, portrait mode, that works. Mark was able to confirm with me that definitely works. Um, so you now get portrait view, uh, portrait mode, I should say, on FaceTime calls. So that means I can sit there and have my blurred background. Very nice call, um, actually, on a FaceTime call now, if you've got the setup right. As I said, FaceTime links as well, which is pretty impressive and dead easy. We've got to say they've really tidied up the FaceTime app um, from an accessibility point of view. It's yeah. much more structured, um, very easy to make a link, send it to someone, make a FaceTime call. Much easier, I would say, than it's been for a long time. Um, and also you can now share it to people with uh, Android phones or on a web browser, which is brilliant. Not an app yet. Um, I think a lot of people were hoping there'd be a FaceTime app for Android, but that never happened. Um some other stuff, though, j- just on the audio front, because, as I say, a lot of stuff going on around audio. Um, Conversation Boost is uh, a new feature for the AirPods Pro, um, which is coming. And, and what they've done is there's, there's, a, there's a feature built into um, the iPhone at the moment, which will be updated on iOS 15, and it's called Live Listen. It's a brilliant accessibility feature where someone who has uh, difficulty hearing can use their AirPods and they can use the microphone at the bottom of their, their phone put the phone on a table and say you're having a conversation with someone over a table and you can't quite hear them because of the noise around you. You can just use the phone to amplify to amplify what they're saying. But now the conversation boost feature uses the microphone inside the AirPods to do it. I'm not uh, okay, quite sure why it doesn't do that but or hasn't done it before, but it does. Um, so that's pretty cool. Spatial audio I mentioned uh, as well as coming to FaceTime and, and uh, to Apple Music. It's also coming to TVOS as well and macOS uh, so you can enjoy your TV shows and music with spatial audio via your Mac or your TV, Apple TV that is. Um, Find My. Now this is interesting. AirPods Pro now available with um, or in the, the Find My app. I kind of always thought they were. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, they are. I mean, that's the way. Hang on. I know they are. They, they're definitely in there but I think that there are some new features tied to that. For example, if you uh, walk away from your, your AirPods, for example, it'll give you a warning saying that you're, you're walking away from them, which is interesting, I guess, but I think the biggest issue I have, or my wife has, is is losing them throughout the house constantly. Yeah. Individually. And they don't emit a loud enough sound to be able to track them properly. Yep. So if, yeah. Yeah, if, they had a, if they had one of those U1 chips in them, 
then suddenly the game changes because you can actually really pinpoint it. Yeah, exactly. Well, didn't they didn't they mention that you could do it precise? Or did I dream that? I thought. I think you might have dreamt that. Probably yes. It, it, I was falling asleep. Yes, it's fine. We did try the, oh. uh, the the some of those features during the FaceTime call though, didn't we, Stephen? The audio. Uh, the isolation. Oh, that was yes, that was the other thing, wasn't it? Yeah, the um, that's a brilliant feature. So you now have voice isolation, which in audio uh, geek terms is a noise gate, right? I mean, that's basically yeah. what it is. You, you're kind of isolating uh, the voice. I've got that on my microphone as we do here. Um, so that when we speak, you can hear me, but you hopefully hear nothing else in the background. But they actually have taken it to quite an extent because in the video they tested it with on the on the WWDC presentation, they had somebody. Uh, with a leaf blower behind them. Um, so they're on the call, and someone's uh, using a leaf blower behind them, and, of course, very loud. And just by activating this voice isolation feature, it just killed that. It just killed that sound entirely, almost to the point where I'm thinking, that can't be real. Yeah. Because when yeah. the person spoke, it was so clear and so precise. I mean, it was clearly it was cutting through something, right? But it was still a very clear call, and I thought, that can't be right, surely. But... We'll find out. I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Um, there's also one... Uh, well, not with a leaf blower. No, exactly. Well, no, I'm not <laughs> going to have one of those now anytime soon. But there was another one because they do use, they use voice isolation, but they've gone the other way with it, which I know a lot of uh, us as blind people might be interested in, is wide spectrum. So I guess this is more for recording. I mean, I guess for listening as well, but for recording, there's great potential here to, you know, if you were sitting in front of a, a, an orchestra, <laughs> you know, you could record this amazing symphony um, and hear everything from all angles. I think it's just more, yeah, it's, it's that atmosphere that you get. You know, when you turned that on, I could hear that you were in the middle of the room. I could hear the echo, you know, coming around from the, the walls and everything. It, it was exactly that. It sounded wider. So for, you know, if you want to... FaceTime someone and you want to get that atmosphere ac across, yeah, then yeah, it worked really well. Uh, look, stick around. We're going to talk about. Um, I want to get into some of the other iOS features that are coming. Uh, and, and really, I say iOS features, but like a lot of the features that have come out of WWDC this time around, it's kind of cross platform. A lot of these features run right across the range of devices. And there's a fantastic new accessibility feature I've got to share with you, which Actually, do you know what? It's not even an accessibility feature, but it was definitely born out of one. We'll get into that next on Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Oh, welcome back to the show. Yeah, do get in touch. Share your uh, feedback. Did you watch the event? Did you uh, take part in the uh, WWDC thing? Did you do a watch party like we do every time around? Uh, Sean, what did you eat this time? I, I wasn't invited. I know. Why were you not invited to this? Well, you, he wouldn't answer our calls. That's why. Well, that's also true. Yeah, just ghosting us. Yeah, no, no, that's no. I had true. a Chinese chicken curry with egg fried rice and barbecue spare ribs. Oh, international. Mm. Nice. Yes, exactly. Yes. This is beautiful. <laughs> It really is. It's just absolutely beautiful. You know, I'm sitting here today, right? I've got four Mac Minis right now. I mean, I don't, how, how do I end up with all this stuff? I've got four Mac Minis, and I'm sitting here deciding what to do with them. Here's the question. Should I keep my Intel-based Mac no. Mini? No. Give it to uh, Junkie Joe or whatever his name is. <laughs> Junkie Get rid Joe. Of it. I don't think... In the shed. Not it's name, the shed. to be clear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll have it. It's just, I, I don't know, would would you want an Intel Mac Mini at this point in time? My sister could use one. Could you send it over here? I'll send it to you. I'll send it to okay, you. Perfect. You can Please have it. There we go. Problem solved. Um, Thanks, Mark. Uh, it'll Problem. only cost uh, a thousand Canadian dollars. It'll cost more to ship it than it will <laughs> to buy a new one here. <laughs> yes, right, yeah. Um, so one of the big features that came out of... Uh, a, a, Really interesting feature actually came out for iOS 15, but again, and like I was saying earlier, a lot of these features tend to run across the uh, the different OSs, the different operating systems. SharePlay. Is anybody excited about this? Share no, not really. Uh, really, no. So for, for those who don't know, because I know people come here for the news, right? So SharePlay, brilliant feature, allows you to, as they say, listen together, watch together. Um, if I if I was traveling again with my family, mm. this would be this a great... Is, oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, hi. This is Double Tap Canada. Oh, this is Double Tap Canada, just making sure. Okay, I, I was traveling... <laughs> Then um, 
I would definitely use this feature because I would watch the same thing with my wife or the kids would be watching one iPad and be able to share the audio, which is kind of cool. We've, you know, twice we've used the family sharing features on like Disney Plus to mm. watch with people who weren't here. It's a nice novelty. I think it's, you know, Apple catching up with some of the features that already exist in the market for some other companies, um, even though it works on Apple TV with their own stuff. And yeah, but you know this Plus. is going to be really good, right? So you can sit there and watch an Apple TV show on your phone or on your TV and share that with someone else whilst having a conversation with them. Now, would I use this? I honestly don't know. I don't have enough friends to do this, and Sean doesn't care. So I, I would hate anyone who said, hey, have you seen this show? And I go, oh, no, I haven't watched it. Let's watch it now. No, let's not. That's oh, the so worst no, no, thing on. ever. Hang oh. on. You talk so much garbage. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you, come if on, you then. talk any more rubbish, I'm mm. going to get Joe Junk round to your house. <laughs> Because oh, this guy's getting so much publicity. Um, <laughs> I don't think he delivers in, or picks up in Canada, so I think we're all right. Um, but you know what? We watched, what did we watch earlier? We watched together the uh, Google Accessibility event, right? Well, you and I, not, we got together together. Of course it's the same. It's not. We're sharing content at the same time so we could sit and talk about it. That's exactly what this is about. No, no, no. Because the difference is that I'm actually interested in that. The chances are any movie or TV show that you recommend, I don't care about. And just to be polite, I'm saying, oh, yeah, I'll check that out. In my mind, I know I'm not even going to look at it. See? But now that excuse Did you watch is calls? Gone. Did you watch calls? I was going to watch that before you recommended yeah, it. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's got a bit tense. Oh, I got a bit tense. Why does it always do that? Why does that happen? Um... I think this is actually quite... I mean, it's, it's a cool feature. I, I think for kids, they're going to love it. I mean, listen together, so that means music. You can uh, listen to um, you know, music together. Ugh. One couple of questions come out of this for me. How does it work if you want to watch something, say, on Disney Plus? I think they mentioned Disney Plus was one of the apps you could do on HBO Max, I think was another. Um, so you say you want to watch something on Disney Plus. Do you both have to be signed into your Disney Plus account? Yes. Because surely you can't... One, one side generates a link... Mm. which you send to the other person, and it then loads that program up in Disney Plus and keeps it in sync. So, But you would need to have a Disney Plus account. You both need Correct. an account to do it. You can't, you can't just suddenly, a, a friend can say, hey, could you stick on an episode of Doctor Who and I'll just watch it over here while you're, yeah. and not pay for it. That'll be $2. Correct. Now I like it. There's an idea there. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> You could set up your own Sean Flicks. Sean Flicks, coming soon. I love it. That sounds wrong. It doesn't sound good, no, actually, when you think about it. You know, everything about that sounds wrong. Uh, but no, the, the feature's pretty cool. Um, there's also screen sharing with SharePlay as well. Um, I guess that's kind of useful. I mean, you know, that's one thing that's maybe a bit more of a productivity feature, bringing screen share to now, the iPhone as well. Is that something, that a tool that could be used for, you know, if someone's having a problem? Are we talking sort of remote access here? You're not controlling mm. theirs. I know no. that. You're just, you're you just, you're just someone... seeing the screen, really. But then, mm. did you not, Mark? I'm sure you sent me a link at some point that said you could do this through messages already. You could take screen control share. of someone's, um, or even there take control. Was of there was, but I don't remember where it was. It must be one of the apps um, in the message app, is it? Uh, I never go into those apps. I never touch those apps inside no, no messages. Me. No, because usually it's like you know, make your head a dog or. Yes, you can see it's on the on the desktop version of messages. <laughs> Hang on a minute. You're saying that like really dismissive, and we were laughing our heads off when we were turning our heads into piles of poo the other day. Uh, that was quite time. funny, actually. I, I must admit, I did quite enjoy that. Yeah, that was quite a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of cool. But um, no, I mean, all these features are brilliant, and I know we're going to we're going to talk with Shelley. But Brisbane there's so many the more that you show. haven't even talked about. I know, I know. But well, look, well, we've we'll got get time. Two hours, right? I mean, yeah. I'm stringing it out a bit here because look, well, how much plenty. time do we have left right now in this hour? Because people have to go to the podcast to find out more. Well, yeah, they'll more. figure it out. It's all killer, no filler. Have you talked about support for the new key types? You'll be able to unlock your home. You'll be able oh, to carry personal oh, identification, a driver's license, home a passport. Who's got a driving license around here? Yeah, I've got a passport. Oh, yeah, good for you and your car. What about live text so you can actually read stuff in photos? Oh, now we're saving that one because that is a beauty. Oh, yeah. okay, you're saving it. I didn't know what you're no, saving. No, you've ruined is, it. Is there a document for this show? No. No. I'm not following along here. 
Are you, are you suggesting that at any point this preparation goes into this? Uh, look, we turned up at the event. We we had some fun, uh, and I, we haven't even talked about Mac OS yet. Actually, that's a point as well. But what? I just I, I want to briefly pick up on that point around um, privacy, you know, and and using devices and all the rest of it. It's called privacy. No, it's called privacy around Whatever. here. Um, but um, there's some cool stuff out of that, actually. Um, one, for example, uh, recovery mode is now available to other devices. So you don't have to, you could actually get someone else to help you recover your device if there's a problem. That's pretty cool. Uh, Siri is now working on device. So you're no longer sending out your audio into the servers and it's coming back. Um, you know, so there's no recording being done really. It's, it's all being done on device. And that has sped up Siri considerably, which is brilliant. Uh, it doesn't make it any more useful, but it's, you know, sped it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, it does a little bit. Come on. Now. A, a you little have bit, a, You yeah. don't have to have the internet connection, and that is cool. Well, that is pretty just, cool, yeah. I'm just not quite sure why it took this long. And the other thing, of course, which, you know, a lot of, a lot of people probably don't want to talk about, and it's not a nice topic, but I think it's really important they brought it up, is the digital legacy. So when we all die... I love how everyone wow. just goes quiet. Wow. I love how everyone just goes quiet. Okay, yeah. It's like yeah. we're Sorry. at death already. We're at death. What did you want us to say at that point? Um, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. At death. Um, well, you know, when you die, um, you know, I guess what, at me? that point. Well, well, let's see you, yeah. So when you die, um, oh, then, uh, you know, uh, your family can get a hold of your entire history. I'm against online. it. <laughs> <laughs> just burn the shed and leave with it. You might want to get Mark and I involved in some of this digital legacy stuff. We can maybe just clean up for you. Um, it's a bit. It's a bit like you know. Whatever you do, don't, don't open the bottom drawer in the desk. You know, make sure it's well and truly locked, and burn the desk afterwards. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's, a, it's it's important because you know, for family members who want to to keep access to information, it's quite difficult. And there has been a bit of a conversation around this. Good to see Apple hitting it head on. So that's pretty cool. And then also on the. Uh, on the sort of privacy front or privacy front, um, there's private relay, or as we like to call it, a VPN, which they're basically building in. So instead of when you when you connect to a, a what would you call it, a, a website, yeah, those things, uh, when you connect to a website. <laughs> and email. It also works with email. And email as well. Yeah, that's right. You can, you can yeah. sort of hide the, the route, essentially, and, and it means you're a bit more anonymized on the services. And that's what it's been all about, really. That was the whole thing about privacy, on, was trying to kind of hide your... Not hide you Trips. online, but just yeah, <laughs> not not to hide you so much, but just give you the security of knowing you're not you're not being tracked by someone else. Why would you want that for email, Mark? Um, it, you know what? It, it, they use it so you, people can stop tracking email routes. So you know when people send spam and stuff like that, there's ways for them to get confirmation receipts and stuff like that. So they they say, and when I set this up on the iPad with iOS 15, it said, "Do you want to block your IP so that people can learn less about your email habits?" So I guess there's more information that people are garnering wow. from our emails than we actually think. So who knew? Who yeah. knew? Um, we could talk about health, but we'll just move on. And, um, well, plenty more to talk about, including accessibility. A whole hour we're going to talk about that, actually. Uh, we're going to be joined by guest Shelley Brisbane on the Extra Special Hour, which you can catch if you're listening to the Thursday episode, 8pm Eastern on AMI-audio. On the repeat, though, you'll have to go to the podcast to get the second hour. We'll give you all the details on that uh, in a moment. Plus, we'll be talking about macOS Monterey next as well in the final moments of this hour of Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Can we change that? I really, I find that offensive, to be honest. Uh, you wrote days. it. I know, I, I, I did, and now I'm kind of wishing I never. Um, that joke is going to haunt me forever. Um, I'm raising my hand, so when you're ready, you get to me. Okay, right, go. No, no, I'll wait for you to do the kind of, you know, with the welcome back and all that fun All right, stuff. welcome back. It's Double Top Canada, yada, yada. Right, what? Um, so, you know We've the live text feature that I talked about? Yeah. In photos? It's actually going to be indexed as part of Spotlight as well. So, oh. when you're actually searching for stuff on your computer, it's going to be really cool because you're actually going to get results from photos. We haven't talked about live text yet. Which yeah. is well, I, I mentioned it before, don't you remember? Did you? I can't even remember. Yeah, I was we so tried to busy. gloss over it. 
we tried to I know, I don't it. know why yeah. I did, because actually it's one you of the biggest I'm features. You know what, I'm just going to go get my coffee, Yeah, go and get I'm going to wait yeah. for the serious and important people like Shelly <laughs> to be here, <laughs> and then we get a real conversation. Okay, okay, guys? Okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to walk this way. I have to say, you know, stick around for the podcast, because um, and, and for the extra hour if you're listening at that Thursday 8pm slot, because we're going to be talking about live text in far more detail. What a fantastic feature. I'm convinced it's born out of accessibility, guys. Um, anyway, we'll get to that. Mac OS Monterey is the, Monterey is the new name for Mac OS uh, for the latest edition. Uh, universal control I mentioned earlier, sharing your mouse and keyboard between iPad and MacBook or uh, MacBook and uh, iMac or all three, actually, which is pretty cool. You can now airplay to your Mac as well, which I guess would mean what? Well, any Mac, I guess. Uh, you can use your Mac display, which is kind of cool. Only um, for an iMac. I guess. Yeah, that's right. So maybe from your phone or from your MacBook, you could share it and make it a second screen, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so that could be pretty cool. Um, they're bringing shortcuts to the Mac, Sean. Hey, yes, they're phasing out, what's it called? Automation, automator. Um, so yeah, shortcuts, unification across the platforms. That's a good thing. Is it? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I, it's, it's funny, right? Because I use shortcuts sparingly on the iPhone. The problem is every time I go on the iPhone, I think, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could do this? And then it, I realise I can't because you know it's not because it's not an available shortcut. I have to go and create it myself, and I don't have time for that. Well, so that's, that's I tend not though. to do it. There's a there's some real depth to shortcuts. You can create your own. Oh, and yeah. that's where the power comes in. So yeah, no, it's going to be cool. I think. And web extensions are uh, coming to. Uh, well, hang on, I'm, I'm a bit confused by this because there was already web extensions in Safari, but I think it goes across now all devices, doesn't it? So the, if you've got a web extension on, say, Safari. It will then appear on your iPad, maybe on your iPhone as well. You can use yep. it across, which is um, pretty boring, really, when you think about it. Well, yeah. Yeah. But uh, there you go. So, yeah. you know, macOS Monterey, I mean, that, there wasn't much more than that, to be honest. They were quite quick when it came to macOS this time around. Clearly a lot of developments under the hood. Tons of accessibility announcements. We're going to get into all of that. We are joined by a very special guest, Shelley Brisbane, the author of the iOS Access for All series of books. She's also the host of the Parallel podcast on Really FM. We're going to get her on the show in the second hour uh, or the second episode this week of uh, Double Tap Canada. It's confusing. It, it, it's, it, I, I'm so confused as to how this works. But basically, if you're listening right now and it's Thursday at 8.59pm uh, <laughs> Eastern, then uh, stick around because uh, an extra hour will be coming your way. However, if you're listening any other time on the show repeats through the week, instead, go to the podcast right after the show if you're not already listening on the podcast, in which case, it'll be on next. If this makes any sense... Write in and let well me know. Done. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll catch you next week for another Double Tap Canada. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1 844 971 1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Or in a minute. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.